Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome to Funny Business, a podcast for free thinkers and creators. I'm Robbie Hicks. And I'm Lockie Bradford. Well, today is Monday and that means we're getting to know the people behind the stories. We talk to guests from all walks of life and unpack what makes them special. We are naturally curious, Rob. Well, that is what makes us special. Anyway, we could talk about ourselves all day, but Monday's episodes are all about our guests. Let's find out who we're talking to today. On today's Funny Business podcast, we have the one, the only... PJ, Polly Harding. This is one of my favourite chats. Uh, what Polly's been able to do with her career in radio and now in the podcast world, having a baby, lots of things happening, lots of things we chat about. Enjoy. Hey, PJ, we finally got you on the podcast and I've got to tell you, we're bloody excited. You've oh, got stop a brand- it. Yeah, no, honestly, I've, I, I get a bit nervous. I don't actually get nervous uh, too often, but I, I asked Rob before this chat, he was just like, I've been a bit out of control, haven't I? <laughs> I it's, it's a bit embarrassing. You know, usually he's cool, calm, collected. He likes to think he's the, he's the cool one, the funny one, you know? Nice yeah, exactly. I was talking to you guys before I came on. And I was like, these guys look really cool. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to be cool enough to come on this podcast. No, like, I've got to tell you. I've got to tell you, I've, I've, I'm a bit nervous because – I looked at your, your CV and what you've done and, and how you've done it and some of the things that you've done across your career. And I'm honestly, I'm excited for this chat and excited to, to dig deep into this. But you've got a brand new podcast called the PJ Podcast. So let's just kick it off with the plug straight mm-hmm. away. Keep everyone yes, happy. Thank you. Brilliant. What's that all about? What's that all about? <laughs> and what inspired that? Um, well, that is all about me exploring my own thing for the first time in a while. I've, um, obviously come off the back of working on the Jason PJ radio show, which was a massive part of my life. Loved it. A huge part of my identity, but I guess, um, there was always part of me that kind of wanted to go, can I do stuff on my own? And there's kind of always been this nudge inside going, you need to just step out and back yourself and and do your own project. And however large or however that looks like, it doesn't really matter. But I just felt like I needed to prove to myself that I was worthy on my own. Um, plus, I've just moved back home. I'm here in the middle of nowhere and I've been able to set up this little studio. And I thought, what a great opportunity to talk shit with new people every week. Yeah, you mentioned off air, off air about like, people quitting and, and making a move and like making a call like that. I feel like that's such a, a big call. Like on, on our pod, like we mentioned before, like we've done a few things about helping people find new jobs, change careers, but it's a lot easier said than done. And I think people take a lot of inspiration from people who see, they see someone like bite the bullet and make a big call. Was this something yeah. that was like a build up? Cause I feel like in that, in the radio game, you got to this, this, I don't know, the a pinnacle of a hill or something. You're like, what's next? Is that sort of the vibe? Yeah, well, I think it definitely built up through the COVID period. I mean, that is where there's been this mass exodus from people's jobs. People have reevaluated their lives and they've reevaluated what mattered. So for me, it was, you know, being away from my partner, being away from my family. My dad had passed away at the end of 2019 and everything that I thought was success kind of shifted and I guess for me, balance and being around those that mattered became really, really important. And it was kind of crazy because, yes, at the time, I was probably at the peak of what I'd ever done in terms of my career. So it was really conflicting. And it was like I came to this 
<clears throat> fork in the road. And it was like not something that I decided overnight by any means. I talked to a lot of people that I trusted and I was like, am I crazy for thinking this? Like, I just want to go home. <laughs> you know, I've got this incredible opportunity in front of me. I get to laugh every day. I get to wake people up in Melbourne, one of the coolest cities. But there was just this nudge that kind of continued to tap away. And the more it tapped away, the more I couldn't ignore it. And it was scary, but I just ended up making the leap. How do you go about redefining what success means to you then? Because I'm, I'm sure you're growing up and you're going, I want to do this. This is my dream to, to do this. And then you get to a point where you're like, you, you probably think you can have it all. And then it gets to a point where it's like, I can't, I've got to, I've got to actually choose. That's, that's a bit yeah. crazy, yeah. I think looking back, success to me has actually always just been happy. <laughs> be enjoy the ride and so it was pretty surreal moving to Melbourne and doing you know this pretty hyped up big job you're on billboards all of a sudden you're on tv ads and stuff there's massive budget behind the show and for me I don't know I just I think while I was over there and going through some tough times personally I just realized um there's still a big part of me that there's something missing inside this is not just this is not fulfilling me <clears throat> on an overall holistic level. And so I kind of had to listen to that. And I think after my dad passed away as well, you know, just being close to the ones I loved and my family and I don't know, just like reestablishing my roots back home. There may not be any sense to it, but for me, it was just my intuition and, and something inside was saying, you've got to go home. Was radio always a pathway that you wanted to go down? Obviously, moving across, coming from NZ over mm. here to Melbourne to pursue stuff, was that all part of the original game plan? Yeah, so um, I always wanted to be a weather presenter, and yeah. I thought I actually had to study meteorology. And like, so when I was young, <laughs> I was like, I had this book which would just tell me like all the different um, types of clouds, like cumulonimbus. I thought I was really smart. I was like, it's a storm cloud. Anyway, long story short, you didn't actually have to. And the more I inquired from those around me, people said broadcasting school um, was really good for getting a foot in the door. And that was actually based in my hometown, Christchurch. And there was a radio course, which a lot of people said, you know, this is Oh, it's a radio degree and you actually learn transferable skills to TV. So I was like, great, cool. That's my way of getting into TV. And then ended up doing radio and I loved it. I loved the immediacy of it and how real it was. And yeah, it just, I just ended up having a bit of a love affair with radio and I have dabbled in TV, but um, radio has definitely been my bread and butter. I just like it from an effort point of view too, because I think TV, like I'd I'd be so worried about like what I what I'm wearing all the time, what I oh, what I need to look like, all that. Hundred percent, and and you always have to do things over and over on TV, and you, there's a lot of standing around. And don't get me wrong, like it's really fun, but there is that beauty and that raw, immediate. You don't know what's going to happen. Radio kind of environment. What about the ride of like, the, like you said before, the show had big budget behind it. It it took legs. What was that sort of experience going from? Oh shit! There's my head on a billboard now. You know, what <laughs> I mean, like that's that's there's there I am. Yeah, I don't know if it will ever properly sink in. Um, it was weird. Like you're driving down Tullamarine and you're on the way to the airport in a different country, and there's your show. Um, <laughs> it was. 
I mean, you've got to take it with a grain of salt. I think people who take themselves too seriously, that's when problems rise. And you've got to know that this is not everything. And this could get taken away from you real fast. So it reminds me of Entourage. Do you ever watch Entourage? And like uh, Johnny Chase stands underneath his billboard and he's like, anyone drives past, like, there I am on the billboard. That would be Locke. Locke would be doing that for sure. Go on, Locke. No, I do, I'm not the one who sits out. He goes, Rob, make sure he sits outside at every restaurant down at all the fancy joints to make sure in case they listen to the Funny Business Podcast. Yes, yeah. Very visible. Just I think you've got, to, you've got to enjoy it. and But also, yeah, again, take it with a healthy grain of salt and not, um, yeah, be reliant on being on that pedestal because it could be taken away real fast. But daily shows, you know, content world, like we've, we've, we've found, we do five pods a week. Sometimes mm. you're like, I don't know what we're going to talk about today, but we've got to release yeah. a pod. Putting it on a radio show is even harder. How much thought goes into, is it something you're always good at, like thinking on your feet, being creative around content or skills that you improved along the way? Um, I think the more pressure you put on yourself sometimes, the harder it is. And I think if you are trying to um, come up with something in a room that lacks inspiration and you're like, hey, we're going to do this, there's a deadline, then, I don't know, we often found that it was really hard. So we'd sometimes go for a walk if we were struggling to come up with ideas, which change the scene, you know, um, because if you're sitting in that room, you're not, you're not going to sometimes get actually the ideas that you want to get. In terms of, <clears throat> like, our show was very um, personally driven, a lot of personal stories. So, that would require a lot of note taking <laughs> and like a lot of social occasions where you're like, hang on, guys, I just got to write this down in my notes. <laughs> like a stand up comedian, a little bit. Kind of, kind of. And, yeah. um, and so you'd have to just, yeah, you'd be out on a boozy Saturday night trying to tap away and <laughs> you'd try and like retrieve your notes on a Monday morning. And some of them probably weren't decipherable, but, um, you know, that was part of the job. And, yeah, I, I guess over time you sort of train yourself to even dramatize events in a way and try and go, okay, well, how could this moment be relatable to someone? And so it kind of becomes more on your radar, I think. I like I like the relatability aspect mm. um, around uh, oh, who's, hey, there we go. That's your old man, isn't it? Popping in. What's his name? Ashley. Yeah, that, he's, uh, Ashley is just, okay. there's a big sign, big sign on the door that says, Do you recording. live with your dad? Well, I'm in a, I live with my my mum, my dad, my wife, my little six month old baby. I've oh my done a pit, god, I love pit, that. We're having a pit stop at something like out of a bad team. Very religious. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. Like, honestly, with the prices of everything in 2022, I did not blame you. <laughs> oh, it's funny stuff. So it's uh, we're, we're learning to juggle the whole um, remote recordings. We've only just first time back doing stuff. <laughs> your dad coming going? Are you ready for tea, mate? <laughs> no, he's he, he he's yet. He has his desk on the other side. We're sharing an office space. It's like, um, it, it's like a remote working is not that great, you know. <laughs> it's full on. It's 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 a lot. <laughs> it's awesome. But hey, what were we talking about? I don't know. But your old man's he's he's a funny man. <laughs> hey, your life's changed at the moment. We mentioned before, pregnant, having a baby. Tell us how you're feeling. <sighs> Um, well, I'm currently bouncing on a Swiss ball. I don't know if you've noticed that I'm going up and down. You're like, what's she up to? Um, <laughs> um, but I 
have gone into this pretty clueless. Like, I'm not going to lie, I'm just sort of winging this whole thing. And the more I go along, the more I realize that everyone's pretty much winging it. Um, and I don't, I, I think there's, yes, you can prepare, but there's only so much you can prepare for because there's so much unknown in the whole process. And I've learned that a major theme coming through is surrender because you just, there's a lot you can't plan. So you got to control the controllables. That's kind of my like philosophy at the moment. And maybe my excuse for being really underprepared, <laughs> but but I'm pumped. I'm really excited. I think my my wife and I am were maybe a bit the opposite. Em was like fully revved up and prepared and thinking about it. We're tracking all these things. Was and she? Like, she loved it sick. And like we we tried for ages to to yeah. to fall pregnant. So it was a big thing. And but again, like we felt prepared because we tried for so long to get pregnant, and then yeah. we had the like. We just felt like, can the game start? Can Matilda, like we have now baby girl Matilda and it, oh, it's like, it. shit, I can't tell you how much our lives have changed like in the last six months just of yeah. things I wouldn't think would be as like, I knew it was going to impact, but not like, not like flip my whole world the way What's it did. What's the biggest surprise? Oh, I'm just Could learning to run on. Give me a couple of tips. Maybe less sleep. And I, I I say that from the person that doesn't have to do the feeding, and I I very I'm very much aware that I I do fuck all, you know what I mean? Like in the scheme of things, like I I don't have it hard, yeah. so I can't say anything. Even like the birth, I remember like when MG, I had I had shoes on for the whole day, right? And this is I've I've held this story, I keep I've heard it so many times now where she's used it against me, but during the process at the hospital, I had my runners yeah. on, and the next Matilda's born and stuff, and I took my runners off and I was like, fuck, I got sore feet. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. M's held it. Well, you've got sore feet, dude. You know, I'm just, oh, that's I've just, so brave. I've just given, given birth, gone through labor. <laughs> Matilda's there sitting there and I've got sore feet, you know, but so I'm very aware that I don't have much to do. So any tips I have for you are coming from a place of the blokes have got it easy. Is it yeah. too much over advice though? Like everyone feels like they give oh. the advice and it's like everything's just fucking different, isn't it? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, that's what I've noticed. You you have to sort of field advice from every person from the get go. Mm. And you just have to learn to put your hand out and go, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I will not be taking that up or I will be taking that up. But like, yeah. And I think people do come from a good place, but um, but they love to to give you their sort of opinion. <laughs> well, I just want to learn how to be a parent. You know what I mean? And so I feel like it's one of those things you learn by doing, you learn by figuring it out. You learn yeah. by like. And everyone's different. Correct. Learn by making mistakes, but like not too many, like can't drop her and stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. Okay. So you, you think learning on the go can work? I think I think that's the only way that you have okay, to do fabulous. it. To not, not enough prep work or too much prep work, whatever. Yeah. Whatever floats your boat. Okay, good. Hey, you, you got you go, love. No, nah, it's all right. You go. I was just say on the Instagram bio, you've got learning as you go and staying in flow. What's mm. all that about? Um, <laughs> I realized that I was due for an update. Uh, this is after I'd sort of moved back and I was like, oh, yeah, that, that rhymes. Um, but I don't know. I like to take that kind of philosophy, I guess. I'm learning as I go. I don't know everything. Got so much to learn. And Staying in flow to me means, again, following those kind of nudges and staying aligned um, with, you know, values and and things that feel right and not just doing things because everyone is doing them. Oh, I like that. And it's probably easy to get tempted when you're in a world of like fucking celebrity yeah. candy land, yeah? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, 
yeah, just listening to that inner voice and and trusting it because it knows some shit, I think. Is that one of the things you mentioned before, going out, doing one of your own projects? Is that something that helped drive that and that's the thing that spurs you on around like, I don't know, f- f- coming back to that redefining success a little bit? Yeah, I think um, – what was the question? <laughs> Fuck, baby brain. <laughs> huh? Baby brain. Oh, so, uh, doing your own project, you know, yeah. making a decision to go and doing your own project. Yeah, totally. It was, yeah, um, quite scary, very scary actually. And some people would say, well, like doing a podcast, why would that be scary to you? You've done radio, you know, for your whole like, career. But it was, it was more that on my own, being in control, not being under a massive company per se um, and having a lot more of the control, which I'd never really had. I mean, I had to a degree, but like actually having to make decisions, which was quite daunting. One of the things that we we like about the pod stuff is that you can talk about anything you want, you know what I mean? Especially being with a platform like Acast where, you're wearing control of our own destiny of releasing things, what guests we talk about, what we actually want to talk about the fact that we can swear on our pod or any any of these sort of things. You just got to put on the little explicit tag. And Locke (laughs) loves that. Don't stress. He loves putting that on all these tags or um, what is your parental warning? What did you have? Yeah. yeah, You just just have to beef it up a little bit, make it look a bit dangerous and naughty sometimes, you know, a bit spicy. (laughs) I agree. Yeah, you know, yeah, got a bit of added, add a bit of mayo on stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Polish that turd, you know. <laughs> but is is that what attracted you to start podcasting in that aspect of like more of a control, your own yeah, destiny? Definitely. Definitely. And and I guess not having to be across um some of the quite depressing news because on a breakfast show on radio, you know, you do. Uh, that's sort of one thing you can't avoid. And I I reckon it takes a mental toll on you. And and particularly in today's day and age, having an opinion on everything. And it's like, well, fuck, I actually don't, I don't have an opinion on any everything because I'm still learning. And yes, I could go out and say, this is where I stand on this. But actually, sometimes I don't feel confident enough because I still feel like I'm quite uninformed on the matter. So I think being able to step away from that and not having that constant pressure of having to have a voice on everything. Ooh. Was like quite kind of hey? Yeah, the hot the hot takes with <laughs> I, I just think like you gotta sometimes you don't even have an opinion on things, eh? It's just no. like, it doesn't really let it go. You know, like that's up for other people to like indulge in if they want. Absolutely. And if people do, then that's fantastic. But I just hate that kind of um and I think it's sort of like a social media a result of that, but it's like everyone is expected to, to sort of justify that they're a good person or whatever. Um, So it's, yeah, quite interesting. I just sometimes like to plead ignorance and say, I don't actually know enough on this. What what about setting up routines for yourself around Mm. like, all right, this is my own, I'm the captain of my own ship. I got to do all this sort of stuff. I got to, do you set your own hours or do you just sort of leave it pretty loose or how did you go <laughs> yeah. about doing that? Well, guys, I would like to get some tips from you because coming from like a routine where people tell you what to do, you've got amazing producers around you and, you know, you actually have to stick to a routine. I thought that I was a person that would thrive in a pretty loose schedule. I'm not. I actually, like, I need discipline and I haven't 
probably quite nailed that yet. I was looking at someone yesterday and they were talking about how like they sort of schedule their day with like, you know, a couple of hours of writing and then, you know, it might be a, I don't know, a walk with the dog or something. So there's something to look forward to at the end of every work um, session. So it kind of was like that incentive at the end. But for me, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I do struggle with procrastination and me being my own boss and coming down harder on myself. So that's definitely something that I'm working on. Well, Rob, you hate it because I dance around the house and I, I treat procrastination as like thinking time because I, I sometimes feel like you can get- <laughs> I'm a creative down. man. I'm a creative. Yeah. You He's having midweek get... baths. He has he has 11 a.m. baths, bubble baths. It's taking the piss, you know, like- Not. It's I, not. Life's hard, bro. I want to I wanna have a 12 o'clock bath. I rate that, bath. although I haven't done it that early. No, you got it. Just whenever you want. I just think, fuck it. You know, because we work on Sundays and Saturdays. Who cares? I'm always thinking about yeah. the next thing. We work hard, Rob. You know? I know. I know we work hard, but like, I still, I don't know. Like, you've just woken up. Do you need to get in the bath? <laughs> yeah, but you're, you're a very structured man. You, you, you get out your bed, put your shoes on, you wear the same <laughs> clothes every day. Piss. You think you're Steve Jobs. You're, you're taking the piss. But you mentioned, you mentioned routines. I feel like when you see yeah. those people who have those like scheduled up things, like they're make believe. Like work. Or they're psychopaths. <laughs> they're psychopaths yeah. or they're like up uber successful. Doing yeah. ice baths. Yeah. Yeah, just chill out. Yeah. Chill you, out. Thought you, you thought you were Wim Hof for a while, though, didn't you, like? <laughs> Wait, I'm getting back into that after pregnancy. I tried to because we've got, like, a river beside. And I was like, I'm oh. going to go do my Wim Hof. And then I got pregnant. And I was like, I don't know. Shocking my body with cold water is probably not the best thing right now. No. Have you done the breathing stuff, though? Um, well, I've always, like, worked on – I haven't actually done the Wim Hof breathing techniques, no. But I have done, like, other breathing stuff. But, like, sort of, yeah. profound, profound results. It's a lot tough, of a lot yeah. of good results from it, eh? I think it like cuts oxygen off in your brain for a little bit, so you get a feel a bit woozy. But you feel like you're in, like it feels like you're, you know, you like uh, Dragon Ball Z, Rob. You know, was it Goku when you turn into a I don't Super know, Saiyan? Is that what you're talking about? I don't know, Super Saiyan. That's the one. You know? Cutting the oxygen to the supply isn't that the same as those Nangs things that people do? Those <laughs> Nangs is that? That's what the youth are doing these days. So you're at the bottom of every tunnel. I don't know what that is though. <laughs> But I going back to the news, we found the same thing. Yeah. It's hard to talk about yeah. shit news all the time and try and stay positive. Like there's been so much weird shit going on in the world at the moment. And especially during COVID, like there wasn't many good news, good news no. stories to talk. So like getting yourself up every day to talk about shit news. It's not that. Yeah. Well, we I got can't. to a point where we were like, <sighs> everyone is so over this. Like, let's just be the escape. Like, let's just yeah. be that place people can tune into. And it's a safe zone where <clears throat> you don't have to hear the latest, most morbid story. It becomes like a competition between, you know, all the news sites and stuff who can have the most salaciously disturbing or depressing headlines. So if you can offer the opposite to that, then, you know, surely, surely that's what people are craving. Oh, yeah, you escape in the environment of fear. You know what I mean? We've yeah. we've based our whole pretty much business, new, new business plan around having fun and just being yes. like, what the fuck? Like everything is so. What the world needs. Yeah, honestly, so upside down, right? We need more George Clooney's. We need more people <laughs> entertaining us because it's real. We need that escape. Life's fucking yeah. hard, you know. Yeah, it is. It is. It's very hard for a lot of people. Yeah, and if you can bring I, a smile to someone's face and and not have to join in with the chorus of the depressing headlines, then great. Start. In the media space, it's hard to, like you mentioned before, like to not give an opinion or I feel like if, if you're not opinionated enough, mm. no one cares about you. 
yeah. or if you go the other way over and hate you, is it hard to stay like relevant in your own lane? Yeah. No, in your own lane. Like I oh. want to do my own thing. I don't want to have to do what you tell me to do. I just want to act how I want to fucking act and leave me alone. Yeah, I I probably expected maybe more pressure <clears throat> to have an opinion on things that I did. Like I actually think the bosses were quite reasonable. Uh, you know, when there was a big issue that they thought I would relate to, I'd probably be sort of tapped on the shoulder to go, hey, this could be a good opportunity for you to talk. And <clears throat> I think if I did have a solid um you know, stance or something, then I'd tell the producers, yeah, I feel comfortable with this. But I got to a point where I could be like, oh, guys, I just don't think there's enough fuel in the tank. And there would be sometimes where I'd fall short and I'd try and attempt to, you know, put in my hot take and it just wouldn't be hot and it would just be <laughs> lukewarm and it would hit the floor. And I'd be like, okay, never again. Okay. Does not work when you're forcing an opinion, you know, because you feel like you have to. Because it's all the stuff that comes with it too. Like if you say something, then all, then all of a sudden it becomes this massive fucking thing. And I suppose yeah. it's good for eyeballs and impressions and shit. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, yeah. But fuck me. Like I don't care that much about this thing and now I'm like oh. my whole life based around this thing. I don't <laughs> yeah. care. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you become a spokesperson for that and you're like, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's an interesting time. But but no, I, I've never really frothed or thrived off being controversial or just saying something for the sake of doing it. I understand how people can and that's more their personality type, but just doesn't really get me going. Hey, our sponsor of the show, Heaps Normal, the question we ask all our guests is, what's your version of Heaps Normal? What's the thing that you turn to when you're looking to get some energy back in your life? Wim Hof. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. There it is. I do love nature though. I'm a sucker for nature. I'm a sucker for a good walk. Um cooking, good tunes on. Um, as I was talking to you guys before the podcast, <clears throat> you know, things like acupuncture, they kind of just give me that tune up. They kind of just keep me going along. I think of it as like a car service, but like a body service. <laughs> and kind of just keep things, keeps things aligned and working. You can never spend too much uh, money and time on self-care. Oh, I agree. You got to look after yourself. You have to, because otherwise your cup is empty and you can't provide to those around you. And particularly, um, Rob, like you've probably found that as a, a new dad. Although I suppose it's really hard to navigate because you're so tired that sometimes you just are like, ah, I don't even have time for me. But, but you know, I think yeah, looking after yourself is so important. You think you'd be tired, but you sleep seven to seven. We have no <laughs> drama. So he just sometimes has a hard night. True. And I'm like, Rob, you've got it so easy. Uh, <laughs> don't try and throw me under the bus now. But uh, I think it's cool that Matilda's getting to the point now where she's sort of old enough that we can do some stints where like Emma's starting to do a few of her things. And I've got some time with Matilda. And like early, the first few months, it was pretty difficult, Crazy. especially for, yeah. for Em to like get that time away because she's breastfeeding. There's no like long stints. And yeah. it was like, her, she, her, she was going insane. Like uh, she doesn't listen to the pod, so I can really say anything. So it doesn't really matter. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm predicting going a little bit insane as well. I just think it's a, it's such a big life adjustment. And then for us, yeah. like we mentioned before, my old man walked in. Like we were living around the corner from Locke. We moved back in to get a bit of extra support over the last few months. Heading back down now, but it's a lot of we had a few a lot of changes in a short period of time. And yeah. then like all of a sudden, like fuck everything's happening. You know? it's, like <laughs> like, it's like that identity crisis again, eh? Like when you leave a job or when you leave something or something huge happens, 
you're kind of like, whoa, this is so different from what I'm used to. Well, we had a couple of times like on the weekends, like when we finally get a minute to maybe like Matilda's asleep or whatever, like, oh, I've got a free afternoon on the weekend. What do I even like doing? You know, what hobbies do I have? What do what, what, what do, do I find you do? What fun? are you doing that spare time? Nothing. We end up walking the dog and then <laughs> watching some TV or eating. Yeah, That's yeah. it. That's like, you light yeah. some candles, you turn the picture frames around, you dim the lights and you go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Rob. Uh, <laughs> mate, you make me laugh. But, hey, what, what are you watching, reading? What are you, what are you listening to? Other pods? What, what, um, what's going on? Oh, I, okay, I'm actually so embarrassed about how much <laughs> TV I've watched lately because my fiancé BJ, he's just come out of knee surgery and he's been spending a lot of time on the couch and I've obviously, like, going into third trimester, I'm just getting more and more lazy as the days uh, arrive. So we're actually watching Breaking Bad at the moment. <laughs> oh, is, again? Or- I never watched it. I'm, yeah, like, but- way behind. Um, what else do we love? Oh my god, there's been so many shows. Um, Breaking Bad is so good. Breaking Bad is really good. What are you up to? What season? Um, oh my god, maybe like season four. But I've kind of been in and out. Yeah, it's a no. slow burn, isn't it? It goes for eight. Those episodes go for ages, don't they? Yeah, and like, um, what's his name? The dude, um, uh, <laughs> Walter White. No, uh, Walt's mate, Walt's mate. Jesse. Jesse Pinkman, yeah. Yeah, he's just going off the rails a bit too much at the moment. I'm like, come on, Jesse, get back on the straight and narrow. Um, and what else have we been watching? Oh, my God, we've been watching heaps. We've actually also been falling asleep religiously to this relaxation <laughs> tape for the birth. It's like a hypnobirthing um, thing. What's that? <laughs> yeah, hypnobirthing, it's kind of like this technique, which – helps you breathe and like you have these kind of um oh my god what do you call it uh affirmations and all that kind of stuff just to kind of set the scene and so <laughs> i like lie in bed and i listen to the whole thing and my partner's snoring by like five minutes in. <laughs> like, damn it um like i said that- the bloke's job's not that hard. He's, he's going yeah i'll practice my hypno <laughs> breathing don't worry about that i'm, I'm oh, with this you, whole I'm with you thing, man it's not that hard. I'm like, really? <laughs> oh, my um, oh my god, that is such. But that is such old content that I've given you. What else have we been watching? Um, oh, I saw Top Gun the other day. I'm going to watch the 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 Craw Dads, the the Wild Craw. Have you guys heard about that? No. What's that? Oh shit! It's a new movie. It's I new- wanted to see the Elvis movie, but apparently it's really long. Yeah, I've heard good reviews though. Yeah, I have to. Where the Crawdads Sing. That's what I'm going to watch this way. It's based off a book. It's meant to be really good. Ooh, I like that. Um, but apart from that, uh, also Hunger Games. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's so good, though. Hunger <laughs> Games is epic. It makes you escape reality for a bit. And, it does. And it does. We've literally know? gone through like the last, like all of the movies in the last few nights. It's embarrassing. Is the world moving towards that? It feels like we're moving very much like towards it, like it? Hunger Games. I hundred percent agree. You watch it and you're like, "This could never happen," and then you're like, "This could totally happen." How would you go in that game, Lock? I'd I'd want to be one of the TV hosts with the funky hair and that <laughs> living, in, living in what is it, a chapter thirteen or something like that? Or I don't even know. I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember the names, but yeah. I want to be Amy Banks or whatever, Elizabeth Banks. Or oh, Elizabeth Banks, she's great, eh? Yeah, she's you'd have it easy, Lock. You go, no, you guys will be fine. Go out there, have a good time. You know, try your best. <laughs> hey, and they're coming up next. <laughs> Oh, it is a weird world we're living in at the moment. But uh, but um, 
Yeah. Hey, life. What's what are you gonna this the end of the rest of this year? Having a baby. What's yeah. what's plans? Is that the plan? Is it the plan? Mm. Is just let well, it happen. Yeah, it's learn, so funny. Yeah. Mum life. Yes, it's crazy though. Like leading into the next few weeks, you know, the baby could come like anytime pretty much. And it's funny. I've all of a sudden just wanted to really ramp up my work. I don't know what kind of sick sadistic thing that is inside of me, but I'm like, oh no. And I'm feeling like I'm not enough. And I'm like, oh my God, I've got to plan stuff for on the other side. Like, what are we going to do? Um, So like, obviously my podcast, I'm going to keep that going in some capacity for the initial part of the baby phase. I might sort of just chill it out a little bit, but I definitely want to um, keep that momentum going and then over time, maybe develop that a bit more and have some more video elements and <clears throat> when I'm not feeling so pregnant, <laughs> do a bit more filming and stuff, which would be cool. And then, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm open. I, we live on this place, which is beautiful land, and we really want to start our own accommodation as well and get like a passive income going there. So that's really exciting to me because I love just creating cool like zen spaces. So I kind of want to have that on the side we're going to work on um, we stalk some photos i don't feel like that should be that hard you know some of the, the yeah. photos of like where you where you're staying looks crazy yeah yeah it's just working out what you do like because there's so many crazy forms of accommodation now like these little domes that are clear things and like or a yurt or a cabin i don't know i don't know we've just got to make sure that we do it right so that's definitely on the cards podcast and then who knows i'm open to Doing a travel show or something, maybe. I don't know. That'd be sick. Would you be something I want to do? If you got the accommodation into your house, so you're going to be walking around making sure everyone's not doing anything stupid, you'd follow the rules and just be yeah. being in that type of setup and just making sure everyone's know. on the straight and narrow. Clear dough. Like, hey, guys, how you going? And drop them off some fresh eggs from the chickens. <laughs> oh, like you want to get the five star rating. Like a beer, like, like a bread and bread, bread and. Bread and breakfast? What am I saying? Bread and breakfast? Bread and breakfast. Bread and breakfast too. We can do that. The clear domes are sick though. I've seen Attic Pioneer was shooting some stuff. I don't know where, I don't know if it was in Byron Bay or something like that, but there's some like clear things with like all the fucking green plants and stuff. It makes you feel so good. I know. So that's, that's an option, but, um, but yeah, just sort of chip away at that and, who knows what's to come? Who knows what, what inspiration the baby will bring or what, Brain drain it will bring. <laughs> Just see. Well, how good? Because the fact that you're doing a podcast and you got all this stuff sort of, I think the the fact that with a podcast, you can have loose plans and you can have sort of things just come up and you can park things, you can, yeah. you can push with things, like you can sort of do it at your own pace. Yeah, and I'm finding that as things pop up in my life, I'm like, oh, we could do this for a podcast. So, like, I got BJ, my partner, because I all my like interviews on the computer, um, just I I'd broken the computer, and so I was like, Fuck, I can't access all this content. BJ, do you want to do a chat? So he like sat down and we just had a candid chat for about forty minutes, and I'm going to do the same thing with my midwife next week because it's like just mm. you know pluck out things from your life that are relatable, and I can just do it here. Oh, I love. So I'm that. just gonna keep winging that and and see how it goes. Hey, well, thank you so much for jumping on uh, the Funny Business Podcast and letting us pick your brain. Unreal to hear your story and good luck with everything. I feel oh. like uh, it's exciting times. Thanks for having me. It's been awesome to actually probably meet you guys. This has been a Wellbeing Network podcast. <laughs>